As AI continues to revolutionize our world, there's a critical conversation we can't ignore. AI safety and security. And that's where HackerOne's AI red teaming comes into play, rigorously testing AI models to prevent them from being misled or exploited. HackerOne employs over 2 million ethical hackers, and 750 of them specialize in prompt hacking and other AI security and testing. So HackerOne isn't just theorizing, they're actively safeguarding AI's future. Just recently, a team unearthed over 100 vulnerabilities in just two weeks. So whether you're at the helm of a startup or steering product innovation at a large company, it's time to prioritize AI security. Visit HackerOne.com slash AI for more. Again, HackerOne.com slash AI. This episode is sponsored by Porkbun.com. Porkbun is a refreshingly different domain name registrar that's different from the other ones like GoDaddy or Namecheap. They've got low prices on hundreds of different domain extensions. They've got everything from .com domains to really cool ones like .pro, .dev, .xyz. Every domain name at Porkbun comes with tons of freebies too, like SSL certificate, who is privacy, DNS, URL forwarding, and hosting trials. Because why pay for things that should be free, right? All these incredible features and tools are backed by incredible support, 365 days a year, and more five-star reviews on Trustpilot from real customers than anyone else. Look, you can get a dollar off your next domain name from Porkbun and see why they're the best domain name register around by using our code. Just go to porkbun.com forward slash rocketchipfm24. That's porkbun, P-O-R-K-B-U-N dot com forward slash rocketchipfm24. You'll save a dollar on your next domain. This episode is brought to you by Gigantic. At Gigantic, you can level up your product skills through live, small group, cohort-based trainings. We're incredibly excited to welcome you to our next cohort of our product strategy training, kicking off in January of 2024. This course will take you through the frameworks that product leaders use at companies like eBay, DoorDash, Groupon, Rent the Runway, in order to scale their teams. It's taught by Ben Foster, a friend of this podcast, who is the former chief product officer at Whoop. So come join us. Go to gigantic.is. That's gigantic.is. And save your seat for our January cohort. Your potential is gigantic, and we're here to help you reach it. Go to gigantic.is to reserve your seat today. Welcome to the Rocket Ship Podcast. I'm Matt Goldman. And I'm Michael Saka. Today we had Matt Schlicht on, the founder of ZapChain. Matt, what'd you think? I thought it was great. He's uh, he's a young guy and he's worked at some really cool companies, including Ustream. And he had a unique uh, a unique perspective on building up communities, which is what ZapChain is. He's trying to build a community of Bitcoin enthusiasts and experts and the the ways that he's making sure that quality stays high and that they don't get any trolls in the community was pretty entertaining and he's written some of my favorite medium post titles um i feel like he was doing buzzfeed style headers headlines before buzzfeed um and so that's where i first discovered him and he kind of breaks down his whole content strategy for us so that was 
super fascinating. So let's get into it. We'd like to take a moment to thank our sponsors. Hover makes purchasing and managing your domain simple and easy. This week, I talked to Max of Why Decision about why he uses Hover. I was using Enom and GoDaddy for domain registrars, and I was looking for something different. I came across uh, Hover then. What I really liked about Hover was it was easy to use. I had a clean interface. I'm a designer by heart, so I like things like that. Go to Hover.com and use the code SATISFIEDCUSTOMERS to get 10% off your domain purchase today. You know what a gator is? It's like an alligator. Yes. HostGator makes web hosting easy and affordable. With packages starting at just $3.96 a month, it's the easiest way to get your next project online. Go to HostGator forward slash promo forward slash rocket ship to get 30% off today. You've heard me rave about CodeShip before. It's because they're an incredible team building an amazing product that makes my days happier and my code more reliable. Recently, they shipped an incredible new feature. It's called Parallel CI, and it allows for faster testing than ever before. Early access customers like Product Hunt have improved their development speed tremendously. If you haven't yet, tell your dev team to start a free trial. They have a super generous free plan, and they also offer 20% off three months to all Rocketship listeners. Sign up at codeship.com forward slash Rocketship. So Matt, um, tell us a bit about, for those that don't know, tell us about ZapChain. Yeah, so ZapChain is uh, currently a community for people that are super passionate about Bitcoin. Um, And so Bitcoin is like this really complicated subject where people that you know that are professionals in bitcoin they they don't even know where bitcoin's necessarily going um so every day there's these like really complicated discussions that come up and and there's not like an answer like a de facto answer online and so zapchain kind of uh, is a community that brings all the top professionals uh, that are focused on bitcoin into one place where they can uh, discuss um, questions they have or news that comes out and they can kind of collaborate and exchange knowledge so that together as a community and as an industry, they can become more knowledgeable. So when I started kind of researching Bitcoin, it was Bitcoin talk and the Reddit, the subreddit Bitcoin. How have you kind of differentiated yourselves from those communities? Yeah, so one of the big things we do, um, which is super different from like Bitcoin Talk or Reddit, is that when you're on ZapChain, you know, you're logging in with Facebook or you're logging in with Twitter. So we have verified identities. So, you know, when I'm on ZapChain, I'm representing myself as Matt Schlicht. I'm not an anonymous person. Um, and when I interact with other people, I know exactly who they are. I know what they do. Um, and it, it it makes it a lot easier to, one, trust information. So if someone anonymously says something about Bitcoin or, you know, any topic, it, it's really difficult to know how true that information is. Whereas if I know that they're, you know, maybe they're a founder of a Bitcoin company, I know that they're funded, I know that they've been working on this for the past three years, and they say something, um, just because I know all this background information about them really quickly, it, it validates the information that they share on Zapchain. Um, so if you go on like Bitcoin Talk or you go on Reddit, you know everyone has uh, usernames that they've kind of created, and there's almost this culture of not um, not revealing necessarily who you actually are. Um, 
And one of the downsides to that is it makes it really easy for people to be negative because there's not really any real-life repercussions of that. Um, and they can also spread uh, information that's not necessarily accurate because they don't have any repercussions. Yeah, I remember that was a huge problem when there were the price surges um, and there was a lot of misinformation just you know, kind of encouraging people to buy or sell, um, a lot of manipulation happening in those forums. So yeah, it's it's funny that for an anonymous currency, it's needed that we need to actually, you know, to get good information, we have to attach our identities, but I I I guess that's the way it is. Plus the, the other thing is like, I don't know, like, I I know a lot of people have had this experience. I don't know if you have, but it's like sometimes pretty, pretty often if I post things on Reddit, I don't, I don't know why this is, but there's a lot of, uh, negative responses that I get, uh, no matter what I post. And it's like, I could be posting something that I genuinely think is valuable to the industry. Um, but because people can post anonymously on, on Reddit, it's like they, like the vibe is, can be very negative. Um, and it's not very welcoming. So if you come into a community and on, you know, like the Bitcoin community on Reddit and you don't really know everything and you like post like a basic question, it's not uncommon that you'll get a lot of responses, uh, that are negative that, you know, maybe they're, um, making fun of you that you don't know all the information, or maybe they're calling you out because you, you know, you don't know everything. Um, so on Zapchain, we, we spend a lot of time making sure that it's, you know, a safe environment, but also like a very constructive environment. So we currently, we don't have any trolls, um, on Zapchain, which is super, super nice. And any community when you're starting out is so dependent on the people that are there in the early stages and not being trolls. So how are you guys finding the right people to kick off this community and, and conveying to them what the ground rules are? Yeah, so one, I mean, just the fact that you have to connect with Facebook and Twitter and, you know, your real identity is associated with your account, that helps out a tremendous amount um, because people feel like, you know, they want to build up a positive uh, brand uh, next to their identity and they don't want to risk um, not being positive because people would remember that. Um, this, the other thing that we've de- that we've done is when you get positive engagement from the community on Zapchain, we have this thing called uh, influence points. And so, like, if someone is upvoting your question or your answer, or someone's following you, uh, you accrue influence points, and it's this really great way to figure out which people on the site have provided the most amount of value to the community. And so, it's it's almost like uh, gamifying like positive engagement. Yeah, I noticed that you guys are um, have some announcements, right? I don't know if you guys released the tipping feature yet or are you still working on that? Yeah, so so this is what happened. So, um, you know, we came out with this, with Zapchain. It was a Bitcoin community. People are asking questions. They're answering questions. And we had upvotes. Um, but we thought it would be super cool, uh, especially because it's a Bitcoin community, if we could experiment with uh, microtransactions. And so basically the ability to send someone a tiny amount of Bitcoin as a form of appreciation for the value they just provided to you and the rest of the community. And so we we integrated that um, and launched that about three weeks ago now. Um, So basically if you sign up for Zapchain right now, we automatically create a Bitcoin wallet for you. Um, And then you can, uh, instead of upvoting other people, you can actually tip them. And so you can send them really tiny amounts of Bitcoin that range from like 
you know, depending on the price. But right now it's around thirty cents to ten dollars. Um, and it, it's it's super it's super interesting because you wouldn't usually think that people would want to just give money out. Um, but once you've tried it, it's actually super rewarding. Like it feels really, really good to you know look on Zapchain for an answer, find someone that answered the question that you were really curious about, and then you send them like you know thirty cents of Bitcoin. It, it just feels really, really good. Um, the the other thing that's interesting that happened is we put tipping onto Zapchain um, because we we originally thought that people would use it instead of uh, like liking something. And we we're like, oh, yeah, the, you know, if you're on Facebook or you're on Twitter or something, you can favorite or like. But those are very binary. You either like it or you don't like it. Whereas with tipping, I can actually like something a little bit or I can like something a lot. Um, so we mm. put it out there. People started doing that. But the trend that's been emerging recently is people have been using the tipping mechanism as a way to kind of create uh, incentives for people to answer their questions um, or kind of uh, – Like a bounty on like, the to- question? Yeah, totally like a bounty. So what's been uh. happening is people uh, – if you remember like back in the early days of Twitter before they had like retweet, uh, people would like copy and paste someone's tweet <laughs> yep. and then they'd put like RT next to it. Um, we're kind of in that stage with bounties right now where it's not like a completely integrated uh, product yet, but – when someone posts a question on Zapchain, it's becoming super common that in the beginning of the question, they'll say, you know, everyone that answers this gets a thousand bits, which is like the equivalent of 30 cents of Bitcoin. Or, uh, you know, the top three answers after 24 hours will get, you know, 13,000 bits, which wow. is like $3. Um, and it, it's super interesting because, you know, Zapchain, we have thousands of these people that are super passionate about Bitcoin. They they work on this every single day. They're super knowledgeable about this subject that not many people know a lot about. So it's almost like this uh, crowd, like this giant think tank of like thousands of Bitcoin experts. And if you have a question for these guys, you can incentivize them to answer that. So you, if you want like feedback on a Bitcoin product you just came out with, if you want, you know, to understand what something like side chains are or, you know, what blockchain bloat is, you can go on Zapchain, you can incentivize people to answer you and within just a couple hours it's it's not uncommon for you to get uh, responses from like fifty people. That's pretty awesome. Um even kind of zooming out from that, what uh there's been kind of a lot of skeptical analysis of Bitcoin, where it's going. A lot of startups are moving away from currency and into the blockchain. Kind of where do you see the Bitcoin community moving to now? There's definitely different uh, sections of the Bitcoin community. So there's there's one where they're very much focused on making Bitcoin kind of this like consumer-facing currency where people are using it and they they know that they're using Bitcoin, and they're they're aware that they're using Bitcoin. Um, that's kind of what we're doing on Zapchain. Like if you're on Zapchain, you get Bitcoin, or you can uh, tip someone with Bitcoin. So you're aware that that's what's happening. Whereas this there's this other group um, where they believe that the future of Bitcoin lies in using Bitcoin in the blockchain as kind of a backend technology um, to take advantage of Bitcoin's like low transaction fees, but not actually uh, making that apparent or visible to the user, um, hmm. kind, of, kind of the same way that you know, if you programmed your application or product in like Node.js, 
like you're not going to make a big necessarily a big deal about the fact that you're using Node.js as like a technology. It's just you're using it because it makes the site better. Okay. Um, then the the third group are kind of the people that are just continuing to get even crazier with Bitcoin and just like con, you know continue to like take the technology to to new levels. Um, so they're experimenting with these things called, you know, side chains, or people are doing like alternative currencies, like you know, Litecoin or Dogecoin or Darkcoin. Um, those, in my opinion, like it's just going to take a lot longer for adoption, to, you know, to to come to these more crazier Bitcoin ideas. Um, I think the Bitcoin community needs to focus on, you know, just getting adoption for Bitcoin in general mm-hmm. um, before we get too crazy with it. Do you think the the lack of fluctuation is a, a bad sign or is it do you think it's a sign of maturity? Um, of the like the Bitcoin price? Yeah, yeah. So what's what's interesting is that from you know people that aren't in the Bitcoin space, they pay a lot of attention to the price of Bitcoin and they typically see that as an indication of whether Bitcoin um, and the Bitcoin industry is doing well or or not doing well. Whereas, like inside the Bitcoin industry, unless you have a lot of bitcoins, obviously, like you're not really paying too much attention to the price, um, because no matter like the value of Bitcoin isn't the price of it; it's the fact that you can facilitate incredibly low. Um, or you can facilitate transactions with incredibly low fees, mm-hmm. which which has really never been possible before. Interesting. Well, let's move away from Bitcoin for just a second, because um, the way that I originally found you was through content marketing, um, especially. <laughs> good, good. Like, <laughs> Seems like it's working. <laughs> yeah, it definitely did. Um, you had the, the first article that I saw on Medium was how to meet the rich and famous and powerful while sitting on the toilet. Yes. Um, I'd love to hear a bit about your philosophy when um, naming and, and deciding on what content you're, you're going to write about. Yeah, so I think what's uh, most people, that, you know, if they have like a product or a story or, or something, um, and, you know, if you if you've like have a startup and you want more people to, to sign up for your website or your application, um, you always try to figure out how you can do that. But for some reason, most people don't jump to the conclusion that creating your own content is what you should be doing. Uh, Whereas from my experience and from everything I've seen, creating your own content is the most scalable and efficient uh, way to attract people to whatever you're working on. What what I've done a lot of is if I have – like there's there's different types of uh, pieces of content you can create. So like – Let's say one of them is just you want to get your name out there. Mm-hmm. Um, my, my approach to that is you know, sit down and think about what do you know a lot about that you typically uh, – you know, maybe your friends are already asking you about this for advice on a regular basis, and it's really, really easy for you to talk about. Like, What are those topics that you're just super experienced with and intelligent about? You should write a list of those and then just turn them into blog posts. Um, and and just start sharing them because now you know your friends aren't going to need to ask you how this thing works. Um, they can just read your blog post and then they can share it with their audience. And now you're suddenly educating a tremendous amount of people without needing to take additional time to do that. Um, 
So I, I encourage everybody listening to this to, to definitely like do that. Like write down at least three things that you know a lot about. Um, even if other people have talked about it before, write a blog post. Typically I use medium just because they can make your post look really beautiful and they have a built-in uh, recommendation engine so you can you can get a big boost in traffic and then just share them um, and, and don't be don't be nervous about that um, whereas if you're trying to get you know installs for your app or you're trying to get people to be aware of your company uh, I would write about things that you feel like the people you're going after like the audience you're trying to reach um, Maybe they don't know about this idea uh, or this content yet, and you can be the one to put that into a good format in a blog post or even a video and then just start distributing that to them. Um, my, my favorite things to write about are things where uh, – I mean, it's like Bitcoin or like virtual reality um, or maybe even meeting celebrities where if you told someone about them, they're going to be – or about that concept, they're going to be very skeptical. But if you explain it to them, you know that they're going to have this like aha moment and they're going to understand that you're not actually blowing smoke up their ass. You're like actually you, – you know something and it, it actually works. How do you go about choosing your titles? Because your titles are always very engaging. <laughs> um, is that like the first try or, or do, you, do you kind of like – do you have a method at all um, in which you try to determine which title is going to basically perform the best? It's the introduction to the entire article when you're going to share it. Yeah, so my approach with blog posts is uh, I, I have this typical format that I follow. So one, the title – like it needs to be like a big claim, okay. but it also needs to be confusing. So when someone reads it, they're like, "Wait, what? Like, there's no way, there's no way that's like real. Like that, that's not a thing." I can't meet celebrities on the <laughs> toilet. <laughs> um, and then, and then, so I choose that. And so once I've come up with a good title, um, then I'll start writing a blog post. If I don't think that I have a good title, then I just don't even write that blog post because that's hmm. that's what people are seeing when they're looking at Twitter or Facebook or you know wherever they wherever they get their links from. Um, and then the the second thing is so you have this title that is a big claim, super confusing, so people see it and they like they just think you're there's no way you can be right, and so they want to click this to prove to themselves that that uh, they're right that you know you don't actually know what you're talking about. So then in the first paragraph or in the introduction, usually what I'll do is I'll, I'll, I'll write from the perspective that I, I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, so, for example, if I was writing about uh, Bitcoin, you know, the, uh, the, the title could be something like, uh, how, you know, how, this, how, how Bitcoin is a magical internet money that eventually will be used globally. Uh, and you'll read that and you'll be like, no, it's not. Like, that's not the case. And so then in the introduction, I'll be like, so Bitcoin, you've probably heard of that. You know, it's only used for drugs. Um, it's, you know, it's only used to launder money. Uh, it's the CEO has, has died. Um, and everything about it is, is, is absolutely horrible. And it's just a bunch of scammy finance people doing this. And so the person reading it, they're like, yeah, totally. Yeah, exactly. I knew, I knew this guy didn't know what he was talking about. Um, and then I'll be like, no, wrong. You're absolutely wrong. Bitcoin is actually this fantastic technology that is going to bring banking to the majority of the world because they don't even have bank accounts right now, and they're storing cash under their bed. I bet you didn't even know that. Plus, 
did you know that you couldn't even do microtransactions online previously because credit cards and things like PayPal were charging you like 15 cents per transaction? So if you wanted to send someone five cents or buy something for 10 cents, that would actually cost you like 25 cents or 30 cents. Well, now it's possible with Bitcoin. And then I would go into like, you know, here's the five things. Here's the five reasons why like Bitcoin is going to change the world. And so you kind of like pull pull the people in through the whole blog post by making this claim that they don't think is true. And then in the first part, kind of playing to that part, that, that sense that they don't think it's true, and then telling them they're completely wrong, and then hitting them in the, in the face with the reasons why they're wrong. Um, and then typically what I do, because I'm promoting, you know, I want people to join ZapChain, is I'll say, hey, if this got you really excited, and you'd like to learn more and talk to other awesome Bitcoin people, you know, come join us over on ZapChain. We're an awesome community, and we'd love to meet you. So what turned you on to that strategy? Because I've noticed you using that across all your different posts. I mean, I think it's that I just find it funny um, <laughs> because it's it's just uh, you, like you want to get people's attention. Like they're looking at so much content every day. Like literally social networks are just an aggregation of massive amounts of content every single day. And so if you have a piece of information that you think would benefit someone else if they knew it, it's your job it's it's like your responsibility to almost uh, trick them into getting educated. Um, obviously, there's other blog posts where they're using techniques like this, but then they don't follow through on something that's actually valuable. And so you click it because you're like, oh, I don't know, maybe this is interesting or maybe it's not. And then you get there and it's it's not really valuable, but they just made money because you know there's ad impressions. Um, my, my strategy is basically do the same thing except leave the reader uh, at the end of it with this feeling that you they just had their mind changed and then they're like wow like i totally didn't expect my mind to be changed in a matter of like two minutes but at the end of this i completely understand what matt's saying and i would i would love to learn more about about what he's talking about do you still write posts that um that are kind of universal in their appeal um, or have you changed your content strategy to be very bitcoin focused uh, around zapchain so right now, I've been writing a lot of Bitcoin posts because my goal is specifically to, you know, get a lot of awesome people to come join us on ZapChain and learn and share information about Bitcoin. Um, I do have a couple posts that I'd really like uh, that I've been working on, but I haven't come out with that are that have more general appeal. And so one of them is uh, the I think the title right now is um, the the only way to be great is to be shitty. <laughs> And the, the whole concept there is, you know, there's a lot of people that are, they just think that when they release something, um, you know, no matter what it is, that it has to be perfect and that great things always start great. Whereas this is, this is a huge misconception. Um, nobody started out knowing anything. Nothing started out being amazing. The only way to become amazing or to be great or to create something awesome is to start with something super, super shitty and then go up from there. And so the, the post is, is basically meant to um, encourage people to just try things because it's absolutely okay to come out with something shitty because that means that you've started your path to create something amazing. Yeah, and it's so true. It's probably the one of the biggest things that holds people back um, and keeps them from getting out there. Because once you get out there, amazing things start to happen. Um, totally. And, and but, it's, it's always, people are always surprised at how much 
support you actually start getting once you once you just start trying. Yeah. Um, I, I think like the first time I got into startups is I was you know I was like 19 and I was just like why why am I like the youngest person in startups right now? Like why is no one else doing this? Like this is awesome. Like I don't have to pay for college. I get to learn about all this stuff. Like they pay me. I get like equity. Like this is this is fantastic. Why don't people do this? And what I figured out was people are just not willing to try because they're scared that they're going to be bad. And what they don't realize is that I was I was really bad. <laughs> like I, I, I was horrible. But um, but, you know, it's like that quote where it's like you miss 100 percent of the shots you don't take. Like you have to go do it and then you just have to keep doing it and then you get better. Do you find you do find yourself in some pretty extraordinary situations, at least that you write about? Um, you get to interview a lot of the top people in whatever space you're going after. Right now, it's cryptocurrency. Is that the philosophy that you take into getting those interviews, or is there something else that you're doing that's getting you into the position and getting you in front of the people that matter? So the the, the other thing I've learned is not everybody is really great at at marketing themselves or marketing uh, a concept. And so what what I think I've gotten really good at um, is taking something that may be complicated or something that maybe not a lot of people know about or a person that not a lot of people know about and then figuring out a way to package that in a way where you can uh, get people interested in it and educate them on why it's so why it's so awesome. And so at this point, you know, I just have a good track record of doing that. So when I'm talking to someone I want to interview, um, or maybe I want to get them on Zapchain, like I can very quickly explain to them why or, or how I can get more people excited about what they're doing, and then I can show them my track record of how I've done this before. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, that's. I mean, it, it's a skill. It's and it's worth learning. So, um, I would also like to hear. You started out at UStream. There's a huge tech trend right now in the streaming video, and I would love to hear what you think about this meerkat periscope trend that's happening right now. Yeah, so I, I think it's super awesome. I think live video is like it's the most engaging type of content that. That exists, um, especially when it's combined with with a, a chat room. So the ability for the viewers um, to engage with the actual broadcaster and via the chat um, actually affect what happens on the broadcast. So I'm super excited that Meerkat and Periscope seem to be um, gaining a lot of popularity right now. So I joined Ustream when I was 19, and so I was back in like what uh, late 2007, early 2008. Um, I was there for four years, and you know we like we got a lot of people to use live video, and and at the time, you know whether we're talking to like a blog like you know TechCrunch or we're talking to you know the White House or we're talking to someone like um, Snoop Dogg, like the the initial response from them back then was oh like you want me to go on live video, but like what if I screw up? You know, like I don't, I don't want to do that because they're very. No used one to, did like, it, right? <laughs> yeah, they did. They didn't want to do it, or they're like, "Oh, isn't live video just for porn?" And you're like, "No, God damn it, no! It's a live video is super awesome, and this is probably the most intimate experience you can have 
with your fans. Um, so you should do it. So people started doing it. We had, you know, Snoop Dogg smoked weed on Ustream on a regular basis. We had celebrities um, that weren't famous yet using Ustream, like Wiz Khalifa, Nicki Minaj, like Wale, Tyga. We had, um, and it was it was great. But overall, it like the general population didn't take it up immediately. And I think there's two two main reasons why that might. Uh, why the world might be ready for it now. So one, back then, um, like we didn't even have like front facing cameras. Uh, most people didn't have iPhones. Most people didn't have like great smartphones. Um, so they didn't even have the ability to broadcast uh, live video, let alone, re- let alone recorded video fr- from their phone. Um, two, uh, we've had, um, we have, we have internet access everywhere now. So we have 4G in a, in a lot of places. And so it's actually possible to, to stream um, something that's as data intensive as, as live video. And then the, the third thing is it's just like people, you know, social media is still fairly new. You know, it, it hasn't been around for like 100 years. Like we're still – it's still evolving. We're still trying to figure it out kind of as like a species. And so first we had things like, you know – Facebook and Twitter where you could share text. And so people started sharing text. Um, They're like, this is what I'm eating. This is what I'm doing. Then we started getting things uh, like the ability to share photos. We have like Instagram. Um, And then like front-facing cameras came out. So now people are suddenly, they're not taking pictures of their surroundings, but they're actually starting to get more comfortable taking pictures of themselves, you know, doing doing selfies, which is ridiculously popular now. Um, And then we had things come out like, like Vine, and Snapchat. And so people started getting used to recording videos of themselves and maybe more intimate, you know, experiences that they're, that they're doing that they wouldn't typically share on social media. Um, and now the natural progression is live video. And because they've already gotten used to taking pictures of themselves, talking about themselves, taking videos of themselves, like they're, everyone is becoming like the star of their own reality show. Um, I think live video has a really big opportunity right now um, because people are ready for it and because the technology is ready for it. Yeah, I've seen some pretty amazing um, Periscope live videos um, where you really can see kind of the next level going behind the scenes and stuff. Do you have anyone that you're keeping up with um, on, on either one of those channels? So it's interesting for me because I've seen like a lot of the things that people did on Ustream. And I'm at the moment I'm monitoring both uh, broadcasters on Meerkat and Periscope, um, just to see what kinds of things they're streaming, and and it's it's super fascinating to uh, to watch as they understand the technology better and they and they get better at it. Um, there's no one specifically I'm following. I just kind of click around um, to gauge, you know, how how smart the community is getting. Um, but if if anyone listening is uh, wants to do live video on Periscope or Meerkat or even Ustream, um, or you're already doing it, uh, a couple tips are, one, um, definitely, like, you need to talk to the people that are chatting. So, like, say their names. Be like, ah, oh, like, Michael just, bop, like, popped in. Like, he said he's from, like, Las Vegas. And then you can, like, kind of talk to them so they feel like there's an interaction going there. Um, the other thing is you can have like a goal. So you're like, okay, during this broadcast, like, you know, I'm a musician and I'm going to, I'm going to make a song or like, we're going to walk over here. So like have some sort of journey that people can kind of get excited about. Um, and then the third thing is encourage people to, 
you know, share the broadcast. Like something I haven't even noticed people on Meerkat or Periscope doing this yet, but it absolutely works because we were doing this at Ustream where you when you're on camera and you're broadcasting live, you can say things like, Hey, you know, if we're at like fifty viewers now, if we get to a hundred viewers, like I'm gonna take a shot or like, you know, I'm gonna do this or, you know, have have some sort of way for the the viewers to be incentivized to get their friends to watch because you'll do something that they all want you to do. Interesting. Yeah. And the good ones that I've seen so far have done all of those. Um, but it is a skill. Like I, I'm not even comfortable yet quite doing it. I feel like I need to watch more people. But Yeah. I mean, you have to, you have to be willing to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the key. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> well, well, thanks, Matt, for coming on. I, I really appreciate it. Um, where do we keep up with you, and how do we get on ZapChain? Yeah, so I blog on Medium. Um, I think it's uh, medium.com slash at Matt PRD. Um, the PRD stands for a product requirements document because I made that name back when I was <laughs> product manager at Ustream. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Matt PRD. You can Follow me on Facebook at facebook.com slash mattfs. Um, and then I'll probably be periscoping and meerkatting soon, so I'll post those on Twitter. And then for, for ZapChain, just go to zapchain.com uh, if you want to learn about Bitcoin. And feel free to ask whatever question you want. I'll make sure to go answer it and tip you some Bitcoin. Um, if you know a lot about Bitcoin, answer questions. The community will love you. And then... We are about to launch a community for virtual reality. So if you have tried the Oculus or any virtual reality device and you already know that it's mind-blowing, come on ZapChain and share that knowledge with other people. If you're skeptical, that's like you're like my favorite type of person because you should come to ZapChain and we will blow your mind. Um, and so I, I encourage that. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, um, well, thank you so much. Cool. Yeah, no, thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Rocketship Podcast. If you enjoyed it, we have tons of other awesome episodes on our website. Check them out, rocketship.fm. And make sure to check out our app discount section where we feature discounts from amazing companies like Treehouse, Wistia, Woo Themes, all giving you exclusive discounts for being a Rocketship listener. So go to rocketship.fm forward slash essentials. Thank you.